Hey, y'all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. We are continuing on in a study of the book of Proverbs. And today we're starting off in chapter 10, which begins the section that is wisdom for all people. So the first nine chapters were wisdom for young people. And like we established then, not necessarily your age would classify you as young. There are many who are, quote, young in their faith that need this wisdom. And then there are those that are coming up behind you who need you to share that wisdom with you. So if you get a chance and you haven't already listened, go back and listen to those first several episodes over the first nine chapters of Proverbs. Today, we're going to be looking at the next five chapters chapters 10 through 14 so so that we're not running over our time let's jump right in so there's an orchard up in the mountains small little mountain town that we like to go and visit several times a year and there's a particular orchard there that we enjoy visiting the different seasons throughout the year they have the different fruits that they that are growing that are in season that they are they have available in their market and there's trees all throughout the orchard. You can look over the span of the, their property and you can see all the different trees, apple trees, oranges. Um, they have a strawberry patch. But all of these trees are planted. They're all taken care of. They're cultivated so that the fruit that is produced by those trees is good fruit that people who come and visit the orchard would want to purchase and take back home with them. They're all trees. Those fruits come from some type of source, but they're all have different fruits. Even if you look down at, look at their apples, there's so many different uh, varieties of apples that they grow. So the way that a tree is planted the seed that where it starts is the fruit that's going to come from that tree. And so today we want to think about with this idea of uh, bearing fruit as we look over these next five chapters. So, you know, my question for you is going to be, what type of fruit are you producing? And the types of fruit that you're going to see in your life is either going to be because you are living in a righteous way or because you are living in a wicked way. And I know that there are those people who are just out there that are wicked to the core. They, their overarching theme of their life, their character is wickedness. But even those of us who have a faith in Jesus, sometimes we make some wicked decisions. And sometimes those decisions bear some wicked fruit. So there's four areas where we're going to talk about the fruit that we bear, whether it's either righteous fruit or wicked fruit. And those four areas are the fruit of our hands and feet, the fruit of our hearts, the fruit of our minds, and then the fruit of our mouths. In each of these five chapters, there's going to be some type of reference to fruit as it pertains to those four areas. So I'm not going to continue on reading each verse or sections of a verse. This is just kind of an overview because we'd be here all day if we read every single verse. 
but I want to touch on a few things in each chapter, and then we're going to talk about um, the fruit. And I've made a chart that I want to uh, discuss with you. So this idea of fruit of righteousness versus the fruit of wickedness. Chapter 10 really touches on that. A lot of these fruits that I'm going to mention here uh, when we get to the chart come out of chapter 10. Chapter 11 talks about its main themes are uh, pride versus humility, kindness, and generosity. Chapter 11, verse 2 says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. It's a good verse to live by. In verses 16 and 17, it covers kindness. It says, A kind-hearted woman gains respect, but ruthless men gain only wealth. A kind man benefits himself, but a cruel man brings trouble on himself. And then in verses 24 through 26, it talks about generosity. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. People curse the man who hoards grain, but blessing crowns him who is willing to sell. So those are the four main things that the Proverbs in chapter 11 talk about. Pride or humil- versus humility, kindness, and then generosity. I want us to pay close attention to verse 22 of chapter 11. I call this verse the Miss Piggy verse. It says, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. So women, if we are walking around, flapping our mouths, saying things out of, out of turn, if we are saying, repeating things that a friend told us in confidence, if we are not holding our tongues and thinking through the things that we say, having no discretion, we're almost, we're like that pig, that gold ring in a pig's snout. It's just doesn't, it, there's, it's out of place. And that's why I think about Miss Piggy. You think, if you think about Miss Piggy from the Muppet, Muppet Babies or Muppets, she's not very attractive, but yet she puts on the makeup and the nice clothes and tries to pretty herself up, but yet she's still a little obnoxious. And that's what I think about when I think of verse 22. So pay close attention to that. Let's not be like Miss Piggy in this verse, or that gold ring in a pig's snout. Okay. All right. Chapter 12. Let's move on there. Overarching things of chapter 12 is the what a good man looks like or how a good man operates, and then a noble wife or a noble woman and how she operates. So let's look at verses two through four. It says, A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but the Lord condemns a crafty man. This crafty man is one who plans or schemes um, evil for affecting a purpose, manipulating, trying to work things out to your good and not the good of those around you. Verse three, a man cannot be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. And then verse four, a wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. So a wife of noble character is one who is morally worthy. A disgraceful wife is one that acts shamefully. 
verse 21 says, No harm befalls the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. In verse 25, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Let's be careful of, let's speak kind words even to ourselves so that our anxieties of our heart won't weigh us down and that no harm would befall us. Okay, moving on to chapter 13. Let's look at verse 6. So what I want to point out here. Verse 6 says, Righteousness guards the man of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. And I'm going to read the excerpt out of my study Bible about this verse. It says, Living right is like posting a guard for your life. Every choice for good sets into motion other opportunities for good. Evil choices follow the same pattern, but in the opposite direction. Each decision you make to obey God's word will bring a greater sense of order to your life, while each decision to disobey will bring confusion and destruction. The right choices you make reflect your integrity. Obedience brings the greatest safety and security. Let's remember that those, the decisions we make, good or bad, do affect the trajectory of our lives. Chapter 14, three verses that stood out to me in chapter 14 I want to briefly discuss. Verse 1 of chapter 14 says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down. So I asked myself, am I building my house or am I tearing it down? That can be applied in many different ways. Am I building my house with the encouragement of my words, the nurturing of my, of my heart? Am I working to keep my house in order or am I tearing it down with negativity and nagging and criticism with ungratefulness and discontent with having disorder in, within the walls of my house? This can even be applied to our own personal, individual bodies, our souls. Am I building up that house? Am I reading the Word of God every day? Am I filling my mind with things that speak and speak truth and reinforce the things that I've read in Scripture? Or am I tearing it down with comparison and thinking that what I, someone else has, my neighbor has, is so much better than what I have. Let's be people, let's be women, ladies who are listening, let's be women who build our houses, not tear them down with our own hands. What a sad, sad story that would be for our own lives. Verse 9 also stood out to me. It says, Fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Goodwill should be a fruit of God's people. We shouldn't mock at making amends for sin. If somebody comes to us and asks for forgiveness, saying, I have sinned against you, will you please forgive me? Don't laugh in their face. Offer some goodwill to them. And in turn, when that's us, goodwill will be offered to us. So the question I asked myself is, how am I showing goodwill Or how can I in the future show goodwill? And then verse 12 of chapter 14. 
There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Let not our way be a way that goes against what God thinks, that's leading to a deadly path. Seek God. Ask Him what is right for for you in His eyes and what path should you be taking. All right, those are the highlights of those five chapters. Now, I've got this chart I was talking about. I wish I could show y'all, you guys a picture. But on one side, I have righteous living. And on the other side, I have wicked living. And then down the, the side of the paper, I have hands and feet, heart, mind, and mouth. And so really quickly, I'm going to go through and read. What is the fruit of righteous living as it applies to our hands and feet? These are the things that you're going to see in your own life in the life of others to tell whether that person is living in a righteous way or whether you are living in a righteous way. So fruit of our hands and feet for the righteous will be diligent in our work. We will gather. We will work hard. We will be um, righteous in how we handle the wages that we have been given or how we handle the money that is in our under our authority. There are sure rewards for the work that we do because we work hard. There are sure rewards. The righteous are generous. That's a fruit. They are willing to share their resources with others. They care for the needs of others. They work their own, quote, land, whatever that may be. They escape trouble, associate with people who are wise. They provide for for their family. They discipline their children. They build their house. They are upright. And again, they work hard. Now, on the flip side of that, the fruit of wicked living, as it pertains to the hands and feet, lazy and or poor, because they are lazy, then they are poor. Working nonchalantly or, quote, sleeping on the job. Violence. They are wicked with their income and how they handle their money. They have evil conduct. They are self-destructive. They are deceptive with their work. They withhold resources unduly. They hoard their resources. They are cruel, chasing fantasies. Because they are foolish and have wicked living, they, their companions are also foolish. They spare discipline with their children. They tear their own houses down. They are devious and they talk more and work less. All right, so the heart of the righteous, here's the fruit here. A right, the righteous person accepts commands. They give love and forgiveness. They heed discipline, delight in wisdom, fear the Lord. They have joy, humility, and kindness. They are kind to the needy. They are patient. They are blameless, generous. They refresh others. They are winsome. They love discipline. They love knowledge. They overlook insults. They are peaceful. Desires are satisfied. And they hate falsehood. Uh, The heart of the wicked, this is the fruit. They cause grief. Hatred and dissension are present in their hearts. They ignore correction. And they lead others astray. They have little value. They hate correction. They pleasure in evil conduct. 
They are prideful, ruthless, cruel, perverse, stingy, full of envy, trust in their own riches. They are annoyed easily, deceitful, foolish, bitter, craving for violence, quick-tempered, and despise their neighbors. The fruit of the mind of the righteous is they store knowledge. They have understanding. They have integrity. They seek good. They have just plans. Their thoughts flourish. They listen to advice, respect commands, heed correction. They are discerning. They have prudent thoughts, good sense, and good plans. The mind of the wicked lack judgment. They have duplicity. They seek evil. Stupid because they hate discipline. Crafty, a warped mind, desire to plunder. They scorn instruction and ignore discipline. They are mocking, and because of that, they cannot find wisdom. There's deception. They are simple-minded, and they plot evil. And lastly, the fruit of the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Wisdom comes from their mouth. They hold their tongue. Their words are nourishing and valuable. They are trustworthy to keep a confidence. They are discreet. Their words are safe, good, honest, truthful, and healing. They speak words that last. They guard their words, and their words are protection. And then the mouth of the wicked, their fruit, is chattering, which leads to ruin, violence, foolish words. They conceal hatred, and they lie. They are slanderous. They cannot keep their mouths shut. They speak too many words. Their speech is perverse. It destroys others. There's gossip and deceitful advice. Their words are unsafe and sinful. They're reckless. They speak words that fade away. They blurt out folly. They speak rashly. And there is no knowledge in their words. So which person, which fruit would you like to have produced from your life? I want to sum up with two verses from the New Testament that, talk, that have the same idea. The first one is Colossians 1.10. And it says, And we pray that in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Listen to this. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. That's Colossians 1, 10 through 12. And then Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So there is fruit. We are created to bear fruit. And God, God's fruit from his grace that he's given to us is wisdom and understanding. We've just got to get after it. And we've got to get it 
I hope that you can do that this week. I hope that you can begin to see some fruit of righteousness being produced in your life. Seek the Lord. Get into his word. Be a companion with those who are wise and who can give you and offer you godly counsel. And then start making wise decisions with your mind, your mouth, your heart, and your hands and feet. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my friends who are listening. God, may the fruit that we produce, God, we're going to produce fruit one way or the other. So may the, the fruit that we produce be fruits of righteousness. I pray that it would be evident through our words, through our thoughts, through the decisions that we make from our heart, and then through our actions, through our hands and our feet. May the fruit of righteousness be evident in our lives. God, help us to get wisdom and get understanding and help us to begin producing fruit of righteousness. Any fruit of wickedness that is in our lives, God, would you pluck it? Would you take it away? And would you replace it with goodness, kindness, your grace, and your love? We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today. Next week, we're going to dive in to the next five chapters, chapters 15 through 19. So I hope that you will prepare and read through those. And let's see what God has in store for us. I'll meet you right back here then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.